Well, good morning again. Uh, thanks, Alice and Susie, for those readings. Uh, Advent Sunday. We're uh, well and truly uh, been introduced to it. Caroline, thank you for your introduction to the service. Uh, she made some great points, and I'm thinking that could be the intro to my sermon. Um, but I'll, I'll just sort of go where Caroline's been. It's well, I'll start from where I'm at. When I reflect on this year, I'll start from before that. My nature is to be optimistic. I'm known for a smile on my face and uh, I'm happy to laugh when something's funny and something's good. And uh, yeah, I think of myself as a positive person. And when I come into a room, I want to bring some positive energy. But I've been reflecting on this year. Oh, gee, it's been a tough year. And maybe it's been since 2020, there's COVID still lingering. Uh, cost of everything has gone up. Uh, there's wars, there's, there's been the defeat of the referendum. Now let's go to Caroline's introduction. Advent time is actually about realising that we are in a time that is not a good time. When Jesus came, he brought in the kingdom. Palm Sunday, Hosanna. Uh, it's great, it's fantastic, there's salvation, the king has come, the kingdom has come, and it's going to be great. Hallelujah. And then our Bible reading from Mark today, Jesus is um, preparing his disciples for an in-between time. The kingdom's come, but I'm going to ascend into heaven. You guys are going to be here. It's going to be tough. Andrew, don't be surprised 2023 is tough. And Jesus, there's chapters here where he talks about the struggles, the persecution, how difficult it's going to be for the world, for Christians. And then, again, the joy of Advent. We've got our first candle here is the reminder that Jesus is coming back and the kingdom will be fulfilled and we will be brought up with the clouds, with him into glory and it's going to be something to look forward to, something so worthwhile for Christians, for those who... Often, well, any chapters in the Bible that are dealing with prophecy are more difficult than others. And this one in particular, because it's not only dealing with one prophecy, but there's a couple of prophecies in there, because it starts at the beginning of Mark 13, when Jesus and the disciples were in the last week uh, before the crucifixion. Uh, Palm Sunday has come. There's been this triumphant entry. Jesus has been teaching in the temple and they've left the temple. They're on the way out of Jerusalem or on the way out of the temple. And the disciples of Adam look around and say, wow, this temple. I don't know whether you ever get any wows around Sydney. Sometimes when I'm driving over the Harbour Bridge and I look in between the sections, I think, this bridge is so big. Or if I'm walking around the Opera House, I think, how did they ever build this? Well, you can imagine the disciples having their wow moment. Uh, the Jerusalem temple, if you've ever been to Jerusalem, the, the, the walls, the stones that are still there are huge. And I think to myself, how on earth did they ever get them there without modern-day cranes? 
So the disciples are saying, wow, 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 isn't this huge? Hey, Jesus, what do you reckon? And with all their excitement, his response is, well, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Now, we don't, there's a silence here. They're in Jerusalem. They walk down the Kidron Valley. They walk up the hill. They're over at uh, the Mount of Olives. And a couple of the boys get together, Peter and his brother Andrew, James and John, and they say, Jesus, when, when's this going to happen? This stuff that you're talking about. And the chapter goes on and Jesus is giving all sorts of indications. And we get to our Bible reading that came today and it's in three sections. And the first section is about the end. And it starts off with but. So in the earlier part of the chapter, he's dealing with, again, prophetic things about the temple. And now he's moving on past the temple. But in those days, following that distress... And we're going to get onto that distress in another minute, but he talks about all sorts of distresses in the early part of the chapter. In that day, the sun will be darkened. What are the things we take for granted? Well, the sun comes up every day. The moon comes up at night. I mean, when it's cloudy, that's cloudy, and you know the next day. You know, they're, they're the normal things of life. And Jesus says the normal things in life will not be. The sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The heavenly bodies will be shaken. They will be the signs of the end of the world. When this world comes to an end and Jesus' coming is near. What's going to happen next? At that time, people will see. It's visual. We're going to see Jesus come in the same way as the disciples saw him ascend. He went up in the clouds. He's going to come down in the clouds. We will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Now, the Old Testament's full of power and glory, but the power and the glory are always in the temple. The temple's where all the action happened in the Old Testament. Now, the temple, we're going to read in the next little section, got destroyed in AD 70, totally wiped out. The Roman Empire said... Enough of you Jews, you've been too much trouble, we're going to wipe out Jerusalem, demolish the temple. So here we've got Jesus saying, in that day when everything is gone, there's going to be new power and new glory when the Son of Man comes in the clouds. That's going to be the day to look forward to. That's our candle this morning. That's our hope. One day, Jesus is going to come back. And he will send his angels and he will gather his elect. You see, Jesus is the king. He is the one with the power and the glory. And he will gather the elect from, from all around the world and they will all come into the heavens. Okay, that's the first section. So Advent is about remembering, reminding ourselves that one day, in the last day, the day will come when Jesus will return and it will be amazing. Next section of our Bible reading uh, starts with the word now. Now, then, concerning the, the lesson from the fig tree, as soon as its twigs get tender, its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Now, we know that with all sorts of things, and I don't know whether you're a gardener or not, but I know that stuff grows in spring and it's all happening and flowers come and summer is near. Even so... When you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Now, what are these things and what is Jesus now referring to? Well, let's go back to, to uh, verse 2. 
Do you see all these things, these buildings, replied Jesus? Not one of them's going to stand. Verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James and John asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? So that these things is related to the temple being destroyed, the stones not being there. And so now Jesus is referring to that and he says, learn the lesson from the, from the blossom, the time's going to come and all these things um, even so, when you have these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. So the people that Jesus were talking to were saying, hey, you, people around in AD 30 or so, you'll still be alive when these things... Now, what are these things? Well, this was the destruction of, of Jerusalem and the temple in AD 70. And apparently it was the worst uh, war ever. It was the, the ugliest, uh, I don't know how bad you describe wars, but the, the way that history books tell, it was one of those wars that was, that there was no integrity, there was no rules, it was just, no children in church, it was just a bloodbath, apparently. Anyway, so Jesus has prophesied that, he said that's happened, and now in every generation things are going to happen, but this is the point, and we get to the last section, but, verse 32, but about that day, so now we're back to the second coming, that day, the day when the sun stops shining, the moon stops giving light, the stars stop, the day when Jesus comes on the clouds, about that day, no one knows. And again, Jesus is answering the questions that the disciples ask, hey, when's this going to happen and how do we know? And Jesus is going to say, well, I told you when the Jerusalem's going to get destroyed. You'll see that happening. You'll see the signs. But about me returning, no one knows the time. Only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You'll not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house, puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. So we've got this little one-verse parable. Uh, Jesus, in those days, you know, there was no emails and phones. Uh, you went away, on, if the owner of a house went away on holidays, no one knew when he was coming back. Be ready. And each of the people had been assigned their tasks of the household to keep it running. See, this is a picture of the church. We've been assigned our tasks. Do the thing that you're good at. We talked about spiritual gifts a month or so ago. God has equipped us. You know, he's given us Paul to sort out the maps and do a visitation, organise a barbecue. We've got musicians. We've got people doing things. Do your assigned tasks and keep doing them until the time, until that day. Be ready. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn, if he comes suddenly, do not find yourself sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. So Advent Sunday is about watching. It's about being ready. And uh, that's the repeated line right through this whole chapter. Verse 5, Jesus says, watch out. Verse 9, be on your guard. Verse 23, be on your guard. Repeat it again, verse 33, be on your guard, be alert. Verse 34, keep watch. 35, keep watch. 37, watch. 
So my message this Sunday is be prepared, be ready. What does that look like? Well, last Sunday we talked about the one thing that we all need to do. What is the work of God that we need to do? The work that God wants is for us to believe. One thing, believe. So as we go into Advent, let's believe that Jesus is going to return. Let's believe in that second coming. And when Jesus returns, there's going to be a judgment. There's going to be a division of sheep and goats. And all those who believe, come on into the kingdom. It's something to look forward to. And when we have bad years, and when things are extra tough, let's be reminded that we actually live in this interim period between Jesus' first coming and second coming. We know what an interim period is. We're in an interim period with our minister at the moment. I'm the interim minister. I'm doing my best, but I'm only here on Sunday mornings and Mondays. I don't live in this area. When your full-time minister is appointed, someone who lives in the area, someone who is here five or six days a week, that'll be great. That'll be something to look forward to. But in the meantime, we live in the interim. We do our best. And that's what Jesus is asking for us. And in Mark's Gospel, Jesus, once people have believed, that yes, we believe, he says, okay, um, in Mark 9, sitting down, Jesus said to them, anyone who wants to be first among you must be last of all and the servant of all. Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. These are the sort of messages that Jesus gave to believers. Once they said, yes, we believe, said, okay, now serve. Now care for children. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. We, we give water. We, we do what we can at Gap. See, this is a believing church where we put our faith into practice. And that's what Jesus is asking us to do until he returns. Be alert. Watch. Keep going. The interim will be over. We don't know when. We don't know when we'll find a new minister. We don't know when the end of the world will come. And Jesus says, well, don't worry about the times. The Father knows the only thing you've got to do is keep going. Keep going when it's tough. Keep going when there's persecution. Keep going when there's COVID. Keep going when there's high cost of living. Keep going when you hear about all sorts of wars. Because Jesus is returning. Heavenly Father, thank you for your promise that you will return. You, you came and you've promised to return in the same way. I pray that you would help each of us to hang on to that promise, that we would keep going, that we would persevere, that we would keep watch, keep believing. Amen. There's a hymn. <laughs>